gets the snap, hands it to Dobbins, running right side to the Michigan 25. Dobbins to the 20, to the 15, to the 10. Number and Dobbins five. leaps for the end zone. Yes. Got it. Touchdown, J.K. Dobbins. On a 33-yard run, he continues to make Michigan his personal play thing, and it is 55-27 Ohio State. Thank you for joining me. It is officially that team up north week. My name is Nick. This is the Buckeye Sports Blitz. Before we move on and talk about that team, we must talk about Ohio State's dominant win over Michigan State, 52-12. Two hours prior to the game, Ohio State released that they were going to be without 17 scholarship players. That is absolutely a huge amount of players that you don't have, regardless of if they're starters or not. That's a big deal. And obviously, three of your starting five offensive linemen were not available. And given the situation with Ohio State, having those three offensive linemen out and those 17 scholarship players, I thought everybody deserves a ton of credit. The coaching staff, uh, Coach Jay, Larry Johnson did a great job having the team prepared all week. Being able to beat a Big Ten team on the road late in the year, 52-12, to 12, I don't think you can ask for much more. I thought everybody did a great job. And, yes, there's some things you want to work on. Um, And, and again, the defense, it's not fixed with one game. Now, the defense is supposed to look like this, playing an opponent like Michigan State. So that's a plus. However, it's not fixed. It still is a problem come late in the year. Hopefully, if we get a chance to play Clemson, Notre Dame, whoever, Alabama. But at least from what I saw, I saw guys specifically in the secondary they seem more engaged and interested. Marcus Hooker looked like a completely different player. And Josh Proctor, you know, the other safety, he was not available to play. So I thought the secondary really stepped up given the circumstances. And it was nice to see Justin Fields bounce back with a nice performance. This is what we expect Justin Fields to look like. So that was nice to see him go back to his smart decision-making being a little bit more accurate passing the ball. It was nice to see him get over 100 yards rushing. He really is a, a difference maker uh, when he decides to take off and run. I actually think Ohio State might need to start doing that a little bit more because once he started running, I think it opened up Trey Sermon to be able to hit on some of those big run plays. And like Dan Orlovsky, who was calling the game, has mentioned, I, I think it is uh, – a problem, and it is hurting Justin Fields. At least it's bringing up some questions in the draft. I think he does hold on to the ball too long, and he's too indecisive. Um, I, I've seen that throughout his career. Well, he will have guys open, and it's a little bit like Ben Roethlisberger early in his career just kept holding on to the ball, holding on to the ball, holding on to the ball. And, you know, eventually the offensive line can only do so much. So Ohio State has actually they've allowed 15 sacks this year, which is quite a bit. And I don't think that's all on the offensive line. I think that has to do with Justin Fields holding on to the ball too long. But, I mean, that is who he is. But having said that, um, I'm not worried moving forward. I feel like he's just getting warmed up, specifically in the running game. And it was nice to see Trey Sermon. It looks like he's starting to, at least every game, maybe just get a little bit better. And Trey Sermon, big touchdown run. The most impressive thing that I noticed on that play was Justin Fields running all the way, sprinting 75 yards just to be able to to make a block, which he's got to be careful because that could have been a penalty. But it was still nice to see the effort. I thought everybody just across the board from the coaches to the players, great effort. Great execution. It was very uh, it was very nice to see, specifically heading into 
the game. And like I talked, I wanted to see Ohio State's run game take over, which they did. They had 322 yards on the ground. Justin Fields had over 100 yards. Trey Sermon had over 100 yards. Master Teague chipped in with another 46 yards. And obviously, uh, the true freshman, C.J. Stroud, had his long 45, 50 yards, something like that run. So that's very encouraging to see. And obviously, uh, Garrett Wilson only had three catches. Wasn't totally involved in the offense like normally that we have seen in this season. Uh, but right there was uh, Chris Olave with 10 catches, 139 yards, and another touchdown. And those two, I mean, we know by now, it's Justin Fields, Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olave. That is the offense. It runs through those three guys. You know, the offensive line, I thought, yeah, given the situation, you can't ask any more. There were times that, yeah, they should have done better. And obviously, Harry Miller, who was backing up center Josh Myers, uh, he was struggling snapping the ball, getting the ball off clean. But give Justin Fields so much credit. He was so poised, so calm, and he just made it look so easy and, and, and turned those what could have been negative plays and, and a bad outcome, turned it into positive yards. But like I said, I expected a little bit of sloppiness. It didn't hurt him overall. I just thought the run game, the offense, couldn't ask for much more. They had another 533 yards again. And I thought the defense played well. And again, it's Michigan State. Don't put too much stock into it. But they're supposed to look like this playing against a Michigan State or a middle of the road to a lower tier Big Ten team. I thought they just seemed more engaged. Uh, Pete Warner continues to press me. I think he's having a fantastic year. And he might be sneaking up right around that, maybe that late first round, early second round. Tyreek Smith, I thought, played phenomenal. It's about time we see him impact the game. I thought he was really explosive off the edge, and I could not be more happy for big Haskell Garrett getting shot in the offseason, almost losing his life, working his ass off, rehabbing just to be able to play in this season. And what a great individual effort and individual play. That was all on him to be able to have the awareness, the know-how to get his big mitt up there, knock that ball out of the air, and then be able to track it down, catch it for the touchdown. I was super excited to see that. He, that is much deserved, and he earned it. Super happy for him. Well, hats off to the coaching staff, the players, everybody, for being able to you know have the discipline, the sacrifice that these players, these coaches keep making just to get this game in and to be able to perform like they did. Thought it was a great win. And it just goes to show you why Ohio State is considered to be one of the most talented teams, if not the most talented team in the country. That when you can have 17 scholarship players, three of your starting five offensive linemen, and other key players not play, and you still win 52-12, to 12, I think that just says nothing but talent right there. All right, so moving on, talking about the game, Ohio State, that team up north. As of now, it's still scheduled. Don't really know. This game is really up in the air. Kirk Herbstreet last week stirred some shit up, claiming Michigan, you know, could maybe cancel the game simply because they don't want to face Ohio State. That team up north's AD came out and ripped Herbie, called him a fool, and said that would never happen. So, like usual, leading up to the game, there's some smack talking, there's some crap going on, which I love. I mean, and Herbie had to come out and apologize afterwards, which I think it was fake. He obviously said it. He meant it. But regardless, I don't know if I feel that that that, that team up north would actually do that. But, hey, you never know. Like I've mentioned on a previous show, uh, Harbaugh's got some psychological issues when it comes to Ohio State. 
Hopefully we're able to see this game. If the game will be canceled, it's just another year that Ohio State won't lose to that team up north. And hopefully the Big Ten will do something and still try to get Ohio State eligible for the Big Ten championship. So even if this game is canceled, it does not mean Ohio State's national championship hopes are diminished. And make sure you listen to the show throughout the week. We're going to do more and feature that team up north and dive more into the game once we know for sure that game will be happening. And for all the new listeners out there, make sure you go to the show's website. Check it out, thebuckeyesportsblitz.podbean.com. That is one way you can listen to the show. But there's some other stats on there, some other content. It's very mobile device friendly. I use it from my phone. Click the menu bar. It will bring up all the leading players. It's all up to date, all the stats, team stats, defense, offense. Just as a quick nugget, just as a quick little reference for you, it's great morning poo material if you need something to read while you're sitting on the pot. And there's some other athletic stuff on there. It has the basketball schedule with their results, men's and women's, a little bit on the men's and women's ice hockey team. Like This show is called The Buckeye Sports Blitz, so it's not just going to be football. It's going to be all things Ohio State athletics And there will be more content involving other Ohio State athletics as this show continues to grow. So thank you for listening, however you may be listening. Be safe, Buckeye Nation. Go Bucks. I hate Michigan. I hate Michigan. I hate Michigan. I hate Michigan. Fuck the Wolverines. I hate Michigan. I hate Michigan. I hate Michigan. Fuck the Wolverines.